It's time for the Over the Boards podcast. With Matthew Duke. Turn on forced trade, turn off the salary cap, trade for Alex Ovechkin, trade for Leon Dreisaitl, well, trade for Connor McDavid, and we'd be the best team in the league. Jared Ashdown. I am getting so absurdly nervous, like you won't even know. And Vincent Cristiano. Who's that? We don't even hear about it anymore. He's terrible. On Griffcast, the official podcast network of Canisius College. Welcome back to another year of the Over the Boards podcast. Unfortunately, this podcast is in mourning. It is the first ever episode of the Over the Boards podcast where uh, we don't care what Matthew Duke is doing right now. Yeah, he's gone forever. He's gone alive, forever. but he's just doing something probably. Yeah, dumb. he is passed on to the the greener pastures of life, adulthood. <clears throat> Sad. Maybe maybe live in infamy. Uh, we have uh, not done this for a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if we really even acknowledge the playoffs that happened well, last year. The last th- three years of doing this podcast, we have never once covered the playoffs except for freshman year, where we covered the first round, and then school ended, and then we just didn't talk again until the next year, and then we were like, oh yeah, the Blues won the Cup, and then we did that last year, oh, Tampa Bay won the Cup, and now we're doing it this year, oh yeah, Tampa Bay won the Cup again. So, and the we, playoffs were a thing, they happened. We had the opportunity to like probably put a little more effort in and like actually uh, we had more episodes. A, we had several opportunities living in a pandemic, yeah. not doing anything right. to talk about it. We just made the conscious decision not to. Not to, yeah. Um, yeah, very fun, very good, good times. I'm glad. I'm sure the the people listening worldwide to this podcast are actually pretty bummed about the lack of playoff coverage from us. Yes, right now. our several listeners in Munich. Yeah. To the listeners we have in Brazil. To the exotic places like Buffalo, New York, and Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, I would like to give a shout out to all our friends in Buenos Aires. Buenos Dias. I, I'll be honest. I'm just not excited about hockey right now, man. Well, that's probably because you're a Buffalo Sabres fan. Yeah, that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what you should do? You need to root for a team in a better market, a team with a better history, a team with great uniforms, and a great future. The Vegas Golden Knights? No, you need to root for a team like the Arizona Coyotes. Oh. <laughs> you cannot argue with me about the jerseys. They're sick. Yeah, the, the jerseys, jerseys are, are sick. No, there's... So cool. there's Now, are you saying that the... What do you think of the Sabres jerseys? The royal blue ones? I like them. I, I also like I like I them I just a lot. think that the Kachinas are the best jerseys in the league. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can't argue with you at all there. It's just... Well, I can argue with you if I wanted to, but I'm not going to because I don't really necessarily... I think I like the Sabres jerseys, but I just have no passion to like have to deal with that. If anything, I would I should just become a Seattle Kraken fan. There you go. You know. Okay, I'm just gonna make a public service announcement right now. Okay, to anybody out there, and this may seem a little harsh, but I don't care. Stop listening to this podcast if you've ever used the phrase "I'm a lifelong Seattle Kraken fan." Please, we do not want you. <laughs> what do you? Th- we talked about this briefly the other day. I don't know if I asked you about the scoos. What do you think of the name Kraken? I like it. I mean, I thought it was I thought it was a good idea. I like it. It's sick. 
I think it's cool. I th- I, I'll be honest, I liked it a lot better than many of the other name options that they had. Yeah. Also, if you've ever used the phrase, <laughs> what's Kraken? I think release the Kraken is actually kind of yeah, a release sick. release the Kraken's yeah. fine. That's cool. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm chill with that. Yeah. But if you're, like, just a Seattle fan being like, yeah, what's Kraken? Stop That's, that's pretty dumb. Yeah, get out of here. Um, realistically, the Vegas Golden Knights, int- like, the pregame ceremony that they always do, yeah, with the Kraken really in the ice and the night, that was awesome. That was very It's cool. just so perfectly Vegas. It is. Yeah. I would love to get out to a game there one day. And, yeah, me too. You know, like just go like on a weekend. We see a Raiders game, yeah. and also see a yeah, Golden Knights game. I would. Ra- I'll be honest with you right now. I would rather see a Chargers game, although that's probably gonna be more expensive. Why would it be more expensive, Chargers game? Nobody goes. Well, the other team's fans always just go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. I'll be honest with you. I kind of fell in love with Justin Herbert out of the out of the draft, and and he's probably my second favorite quarterback in the NFL right now, besides Geno Smith, obviously. No, 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 no. Your favorite has to be Blake Bortles. Well, he's, he's not currently in NFL, not. so... Yeah. yeah. But he's coming back. No, he's not. He's probably not. <laughs> he's probably going to work in construction the rest of his life, ripping cigs. <laughs> You're most likely, yeah. Probably. Alongside Jay Cutler. Yeah, baby. So, Jay, baby. Um, speaking of Geno Smith and the Seattle Kraken, the Seattle Kraken did play their first game just the other day, and uh, they, they lost. lost to the second newest team in the NHL, the... Las Vegas Golden Knights. Is it Las Vegas or is it just Vegas? Vegas. It's yeah, just Vegas. it's just Vegas. Yeah. Now, that's I hate to get off topic again, but this is with actual hockey. Did you notice that So ESPN has now taken over coverage of... I have noticed that ESPN took over. Yeah, and TN, so TNT had the game yesterday. Yes, two, actually. Well, right, this is getting to my point. ESPN had Vegas's abbreviation as VGS... And yes. TNT had it as VGK, VGK which VGK is the correct, is the correct one. one, right? Yes. So some people just get it wrong. Like I hate it with people. Like for some reason, Elliot Friedman for some reason always does Columbus as CLS when it's literally CBJ. It's a freaking, it's a chant. Right. CBJ is an actual chant that Blue Jackets fans do. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty hard to mess up Buff. It's just BUF. Yeah. There's no, yeah. it's, it's not like BFS for Buffalo Sabers or anything like that. It's yeah. just BUF. That's pretty. I mean, and then New York Rangers is very. It's, 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 always yeah. Yeah. That's if that changes ever. You know, maybe somebody will have a problem with the name Rangers. Maybe it'll be, like, they'll feel offended by the name yeah, Rangers and not to no, change it. Walker, Texas Rangers. The New York hockey team. <laughs> that is that is not Woke Vinny for you. <laughs> not Woke Vinny. Um, I mean, in all seriousness, like, that's just, they're going to be the New York Rangers for, like, the rest of the eternity of the world, well, basically. Yeah. 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 I mean, why would you change a historic yeah. franchise's name? Well, I don't well, know. Like that's, now, now, time <laughs> out. Now we're getting into another sport. <laughs> so, Washington. Whole different, I can give you a reason why they changed there. Whole <laughs> different can of worms there. I know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no yeah. interest no interest at all in discussing that at all right now. You know, the there are hundreds of people listening to this very podcast that are like, oh, <laughs> I, this is a very, very touchy podcast, you know. Touchy feeling. Yeah, I mean, you can't, yeah, you can't. There's there's definitely reasons for there's good reasons for everything like that. I just I was you know I don't I was just meaning I don't see a way that the New York Rangers could be yeah that's you know, what I'm saying like, negatively construed in that sense. But I guess the way makes, the, the way, the way, way said it, I know I know I know. So well, why why would you change a historic franchise's <laughs> name as you look into the background? You, no, nobody can see, but you look into the background at the Cleveland Indians thing that I have hanging up in my room. Yeah. 
So, all right, back to hockey now. It, we, I originally went off topic with the ESPN T, uh, TNT thing, which, like, was hockey, and it was relevant. But uh, And then we just completely dove into a different uh, And then we were like, area. why don't we talk about racism? Great! <laughs> so, uh, so Seattle lost to Vegas, and the, they lost, what was the final? I don't remember the final score. 4-3. Four, three. Four, the fourth down, they goal. They down 3-0. And they and came they back to tie it. Back. So Ryan Donato scored the first goal right. in their franchise's history. It was pretty cool mm-hmm. for him. Um, and then, yeah, they, they clawed their way back in. Uh, Morgan Geeky tied it at three with just a brilliant snipe. Yeah, that was a good a shot. Pretty great shot. And then Vegas got the game-winning goal. <clears throat> Chandler Stevenson uh, kicked the puck in. And the rest were like, no, he didn't. Pretty blatantly. Yeah, pretty, pretty blatantly. blatantly. Like, yeah. You can literally see him like turn his skate yeah. to the puck to turn. angle it into the net. Well, not even just angle it. You can see him actually. Uh, he like, yeah. made a slight kicking yeah, motion, was, too. It's that like, was pretty brutal. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, did they, I just wasn't – was not overturned. And they uh, they lost game number one, so they start 0-1. Did Ve- Vegas started yeah. with a win, right? Yeah, they beat Dallas, okay. and then they beat Arizona. They started so off pretty hot. They started off pretty hot, yeah. yeah. And then they stayed hot. I mean, yeah. they, they were a good and team. They, and then they went to the final. You know, you know so yeah. don't, don't think we'll be seeing that from Seattle. Though. No, it just it seems like their team makeup is not quite as... They didn't I don't walk know if into things as I don't well. know if their depth is as good as Vegas's was, and Vegas had a lot more high-end talent that Seattle just they does did, not have. They did, because Seattle, Seattle's approach was a lot different than Vegas. Vegas was, we're immediately going to try and see if we can just get the best players available in right. the expansion draft make whatever moves we want to make with it and we're going to try and compete immediately right whereas seattle's like okay we're going to put together a roster that makes sense analytically but at the same time we're prepared for the future yeah they're playing we're not going out to try and and make the playoffs immediately i think i think seattle will be a very competitive team just they're you know they'll probably they'll probably be like a fringe team i think they're they're a team that like the way that they're constructed you're not like they're not going to score like a ton of goals on you they're no. not constructed. Right. They're, they're, they're constructed. They want to be solid defensively. They're solid in that. Two good goalies and, and Grubauer and Drieger. And they're just going to be a pain in the ass to play against. Vegas's makeup was that of, A, they, they – I'm not going to say they lucked out, but they really had a great opportunity to start off well by just getting Marc-Andre Fleury off the bat. Getting I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury off the bat. And, and then they, they got a bunch of young guys right. that – weren't really given that opportunity. They were like, okay, well, we're going to get some guys who have some skill but haven't showed it off because they're in bottom six roles, and we're right. going to put them in positions to succeed. Like right. Riley Smith off of a bad season. Well, I mean, Riley Smith, they, so. they gave, the Florida Panthers gave, gave the them. Panthers Riley Smith so that they would take Marcheseau and not Huberto. No, that was, or, that was the other way around. They gave okay. him Marcheseau so they would take oh. Riley Smith. Oh, that's okay. So, yeah, so, yeah, but that's yeah. what I mean. But, like, yeah, you're they, basically – They didn't want to give up any of their core right. players. So they lucked out with that, with yeah, those guys. That turned out to be a very good deal for them. I mean, William Carlson William goes Carlson on and scores a 40-goal season. Yeah. yeah, Biggest example, because he was in the he was the, like, the third-line center of the Blue Jackets in a very, very defensive-minded role under John Tortorella. He was never going to give that offensive freedom to play in the top six and play the way he, he wanted to in Columbus. They gave him that opportunity, and like you said, he went out and scored 43 goals. Right, yeah. Yeah, uh, impressive feat regardless. But so Seattle set up... I don't know. Do you think they'll make the playoffs this year? I mean, there's a chance. They, they could. And the only reason I say they could is because they're in a bad division. Yeah. They're yeah. in the worst division in hockey. I mean, it's, it's very possible they can make the playoffs. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think 
I mean, any team in the NHL right now could really like it is no, it is not impossible for any team to make the playoffs. Yeah, like anything can happen. I mean, teams are gonna as they say, in, like the Coyotes and the the same, they're gonna need a miracle. But like as you know, they say in the NFL, any given Sunday, yeah. you know, any given Wednesday, which used to be Wednesday night rivalry night. Rest in peace, NBC Sports. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we you like you yeah, like teams can beat whatever. It's just so hard over the course of an eighty-two game season to like get a couple lucky breaks and sustain that. I mean, the Sabers had been at times over the past three years good, ho- the yeah, best hockey had, like, team in the NHL. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they, they were the playoffs, they were like. in situations where they were leading the league and leading their division, and in a position to be in the playoffs. And then even if they weren't leading the league anymore, you'd think like, all right, well. You've won ten games in a row. You almost get a you get you tie a franchise record. Basically, what mm-hmm. you need to do now is just sustain. I mean, just if you go five hundred the rest of the year, game winning streak in your regular season, you can go five hundred the rest of the year and you make the playoffs. playoffs. Yep, yeah, exactly. and that's all you needed to do as the Sabers was just make the playoffs because that's just the it's fans just needed something. Yeah, it's amazing. It's all you need is just to make the playoffs, and then they go sub five hundred by a lot. I mean, they had terrible February and March. Both yeah. the years they had a ten-game winning streak. But like you've shown the ability to win, even though those games were in overtime, a, a majority of them, I think more than half of them were. I think five or six of those games were in overtime it's, or a shootout. Still, you're, you're still, still winning still, hockey games, you're right? Hockey games. You're playing well enough in regulation to get it to overtime. Yeah. So I mean, it, the fact that you fall off by that much is, is the fact that you can't even continue to play five hundred, and it's not even like you had a major injury. It's I can see if like oh I'm game oh, eleven. You know. Right, but he didn't go. That wasn't when he went down. Exactly. It, you didn't right. lose your starting goalie during the ten-game winning streak. Carter Hutton was playing out of his mind for the first ten-game winning streak. I mean, you you just you're they just apparently were bad and they got lucky for three weeks. I guess you know that's just it happens. Yeah, Definitely. it happened twice. Well, it shouldn't happen twice. You, I mean, it. Yeah, just aggravating. But it's yeah. Um, but but I mean, yeah. back to our original conversation. Seattle definitely you know could make the playoffs. It's just it's a matter of them. Yeah. Can they take advantage of being in a bad division? Yeah. Because I mean, like, like, do we just want to get into like division predictions and stuff like that? We can talk about who yeah. can make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, we but, could. But, I mean, we could jump right into that as well. I mean, it's yeah, we can start with the Pacific Division since we're already on that topic. Yeah. yeah. That's fine with me. Vegas uh, won. Vegas is easily going to. Yeah. Vegas won. <clears throat> yeah, they are by far the best team in the Pacific. Uh, Unless something drastically terrible happens to them, yeah, Yeah. I just don't see them uh, being bad by any means. Something drastic, I I mean, injuries pile up. That's all I can think of. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that's what I mean. I mean, you lose maybe both your starting goalies, and then like, you know, you get an injury to some some key players up front, and then you're Mm -hmm. well. Um, I'm gonna go with Edmonton at two. Okay, fair. Are you, how confident are you in their goaltending situation? Not confident at all. Not yeah, not the most confident, but they're they're what I've noticed about them is they're a very regular season team. They they're a very high powered offensive team. So they'll I mean and plus, you know, like we like we keep saying, it's a very weak division. It really is. It's really a very weak division. So, I honestly don't I'll probably also have the Edmonton Oilers slide in at two just because I look at the other teams and I just don't know who else I want to put there at two. Right. The fun part is who who's three. Who do you have? You also have Edmonton at two. Who do you have at two? I have the LA Kings at two. The LA Kings at two. Really? That's not I at all what the, I was. I love the additions that they made last season. Interesting. Getting Philip Deneau is pretty awesome for them. Yeah. I wanted the I wanted the Rangers to get him. Yeah, Phil, Phil Deneau is awesome. 
right. I was impressed with what I saw from them last year. I, I think Cal, Cal Peterson's a, a starting goalie in the NHL. Um, I think their defense is, is improved. I think Drew Doughty's not going to be nearly as bad as he was last year. Fair enough. Imagine how good an Eichel addition would be for that team. Yeah. I'll tell you, that rebuild's going well in L.A. I, it's a good rebuild. I, I think that they could be... Are they close? to being good enough where finishing second is going to be sustainable. I don't see them having sustainable playoff success, to be honest. They don't have sustainable playoff success yet. They could, and, and remember, that the reason I have them at number two is not because oh, they're really good. That's because the division is bad. The division yeah. sucks. Yeah, the division's right. crappy. Scoos, who do you have at number three? I'm going to take, oh, that's, I'm going to say Vancouver at three. Wow. It's funny, do you remember two years ago, Vancouver was surprisingly good, surprisingly and last year they were surprisingly good. bad. I never know what to expect from the Canucks on any given day. And, and, and the reason is, I love Thatcher Demko. I like Quinn Hughes, Elias Pettersson, Bo, Bo Horvat, Brock Besser, JT Miller. JT Miller. Uh, Niels Hoglander, I think, I think is going to be really good. But also, their bottom six sucks. Um, I don't really know what to think of Travis Green anymore as a coach. Yeah. Most importantly, though. They have a defensive pairing of Oliver Ekman, Larson, and Tyler Myers. Their defense is terribly bad. It's funny. Five years ago, if you said you had a defensive pairing of Tyler Myers and Oliver Ekman, Larson, you'd, you'd be, be like, like, "Wow, oh, that's solid, awesome!" Yeah, solid first pairing. Yeah, Oliver Ekman, Larson. Just not the case is, anymore. I, he, it's hilarious. He had a goal last night, but he's he's terrible now. He is brutally. Bad. He's really fallen off from when he yeah. was. Used to be one of the best at defense in the NHL. Yeah, I, I, I forgot. To, I also like the addition of Connor Garland. But the reason you got Connor Garland is because you took on the Oliver and Larson contract. Right. So like they're deep. Like, like their top six is going to score. They got, they got a really good goalie. They got a good top six. Their bottom six sucks. Their def- defense. Their defense is tough. terrible. And as, as much as I like Quinn Hughes, he's not great defensively. I know. Right. Okay. So. Scoos currently has the Vegas Golden Knights, the Edmonton Oilers, and the Vancouver, Vancouver Canucks. You currently have, Jay, the Vegas Golden Knights, Vegas, the Kings. Kings, and then Edmonton. And then Edmonton. Okay. That makes the most sense. I think it's entirely possible that the Seattle Kraken finish third in the Pacific. It's very possible they could. It is very possible they could. Is that, is that's going to be my prediction is going to be – Edmonton, I'm sorry, Vegas, Edmonton, Seattle. That's going to be my prediction the for thing, them. Here's the thing. The Ducks are not going to be good this year. No. Right. They played well last night, but I don't think they're going to be good. one game. They, should, they shouldn't be. It's, it's one game. It's one game. So the Young Ducks are going to be very good. Yeah, rebuilding. Yep. Um, the Sharks are not going to be good. They're, nope. They're cap hell. Yeah, they're, they're in a lot. I mean, they're, they're in a lot, lot of trouble. trouble. Yeah. The thing, like the two teams, like obviously we don't know what to expect from Seattle because they've never been a team before. Right. The two teams I never know what to expect from on a yearly basis are the, are the Canucks and the Flames. Yeah. Because I never right. know what to expect from the Canucks. I definitely don't, I don't know what to expect from the Flames because it's like, you looked at them like two years ago that like they, what were they in the second round against? Uh, yeah. Because they made it the second round, they, they lost to Dallas, I think. Two years ago, I really yeah. liked the Flames. I, re- I mean. I like them. You know, there's a lot of reasons to like them. I think, you know, Monaghan's solid, Gaudreau, you know, the. Yeah, don't have Giordano anymore, but yeah. they had a pretty solid defense. Like, and then they go out last year, and they're like, "Oh, our one issue is goaltending. So let's get Jacob Markstrom, who's a really solid goalie." Right. right. And they they fell off, and then they fired their coach, and they bring back, they bring back Sutter, and it's like the dude's like ninety. Yeah. We've had this conversation before. We did. I remember this conversation. Like, yeah. 
he's a fossil yeah. of a coach and expect things to change. Like they're, they're the perennial underachievers in the NHL, but still in any given year, they could make the playoffs. Right, which is why I have them at my four. Yeah. I have them fourth. And I think that's reasonable because like you look at what they did in the offseason, they're like, okay, what can we do? Well, let's get a Swiss Army, Army knife on the team. They got Blake Coleman. Right. Who I really, really like. Scoos, who do you have fourth? Fourth? Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna put Calgary at four. Do you also have Calgary at four, Jay, or, or do you, you bump them down to the fifth? I'm, I'm, I'm putting Calgary at four and I'm putting okay. Vancouver at five. Okay. okay, so you have Vancouver at five. Scoos has Vancouver at three. Um, I'm probably also going to throw Vancouver at five because I don't really – well, you have the Kings pretty high up there. I guess I just haven't seen an, enough from them to really say – I mean, they've definitely improved for sure. I just – Right. I, I guess it's I – this division is honestly such a wild card. Excuse the pun. It's a matter of, I guess, Lacking seeing what happens. Term. Yeah, I mean – uh, so yeah, I guess I'll probably throw Vancouver at five because I like Vancouver as a. I guess I'm just gonna use like eh, I like them better. I'll throw them there, um, and maybe maybe I should want the Kings to be better because if they're like almost there, they'll want to trade for Eichel and we'll get a good deal for him. That's maybe maybe what I should be thinking right now. Yeah, there you go. But that's so right now. Um, now who's now who's left? I mean, I we have the Kings. So I guess I'll put so, the Kings next. It's the Sharks and the Ducks. Who's gonna I'm finish putting, last? I'm, I'm picking Kraken six. I'm putting Kraken at five. And then I'll at put LA at six. Seven, I'm gonna put uh I'll put I'm gonna put Anaheim. And, I'm gonna put and the then Sharks to put the Sharks last. at yeah. dead last. Yeah. That's, Same here. Seven, yeah. eight is Ducks, uh, Ducks, uh, Sharks. Ducks currently at the top of the Pacific. After so one game. After one game. Yeah. Stop the count. And that's another thing. Ducks that's in the, tough with the Ducks are a very young team. There's a lot of things to be excited about for the future. But the one wild card for them that you you can you always have to factor in is could they legitimately go on a run and make the playoffs because of John Gibson? Yeah, true. We've right. seen it before. We've seen teams that are like aren't very good get carried by a goalie. John Gibson is absolutely capable of doing something like that. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so tough to predict. All right, want to stay in the West and hit the Central yes. next? Yes. Okay, I think we could start from the bottom this time. We'll start from the bottom. Arizona's going to finish last. Yeah, I think that's so. that's probably a. Fair assessment. So we're going bottom up? Yes, bottom up. So you've got, in order of uh, just the way they're listed right now on ESPN, because Colorado, Colorado, Arizona, Minnesota, Nashville, and St. Louis, Dallas, Chicago, and Winnipeg. Obviously, Arizona finishes at the very bottom. Yep. Um, Who's next? This is tough. This is not a bad division. No, No, it's it's not. not. Um, So finishing seventh? Yeah. Yeah. Above Arizona. I think it's going to be Nashville. What a fall from grace that team has had. They and never the quite... The because they, they kind of did a little bit of a rebuild this offseason. Yeah. They yeah. traded away Ryan Ellis to bring in younger talent. Yeah. And, you know, they got Nolan Patrick, and then they traded him to get Cody Glass. Like, they're trying to get the team younger. I think they realize that their window with that core has closed. Has closed. They're trying to retool it. Which is amazing. They never really reached the top of the mountain. Becker-Rene retired. Yeah, I mean, it, right, but he, was, he, was, he is a backup, so like, yeah. it's, it's not too significant. But I mean, like, you say Saros is the guy, but they, they will miss him in the locker room. That is for sure. Yeah, yeah that's a factor. I, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, you're talking about that core. That I mean, he was yeah, the he was the he was the heart and soul of the core because he, he was the backbone of it. I mean, they just yeah. resigned at home though. Yes, yesterday. Which I like. Yeah, yeah. At home, it was a very good defense but line for a team that almost made it. They have. Uh, they're now predicting them to finish seventh. I don't really see a team, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't 
like, what do we think of the Stars? I mean, I don't, like, how... I don't know, as the team was in the Stanley Cup final two years ago, and yeah. they just missed out on the playoffs last year, but they had a hell of a lot of injuries. So it's just, right. you It's know, hard to imagine what to think of them, because, like, Hudobin the last couple of years has been solid, and Bishop's one of the best goalies in the league, but he's always hurt. He's always hurt, right. right. I mean, I don't... I don't... I would hate to put Nashville that low, because I feel like Nashville's always a team that just seems like they're competitive, you know, and, and at least halfway decent all the time. Yeah, um, I can't remember but, the last time Nashville was terrible in my yeah. lifetime. Uh, yeah, no, I, I yeah, they're they're a team that's just always. I mean, they're like Jeff Fisher. Well, they've been better than that, but they, they've just, always been solid. They've always been solid. They've yeah. always been solid. Jeff Fisher is a terrible comparison. I'm gonna take that part out somehow. Yeah. They've been. Uh, let me let me let me explain this for a second. They've been like the Pittsburgh Steelers since 2012. That's what I was ready to say. The Pittsburgh. Steelers. That's a very very they're not good the same. I was saying, yeah. I'm not gonna compare it to the Steelers, a team that's won six Super Bowls and whatnot. Right. But since 2012, the Steelers have been kind of underwhelming. Winning winning record reached, every year. Winning record almost every. Single oh, every year. year. Every, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing record as a coach. They never won seven to nine. Nope. Nope. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I thought they won seven. Nine. This year they might. It, well, actually, <laughs> they can actually. Oh yeah, that's right. They'll go seven, nine, and one. They'll go seven and ten. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or eight and nine. A- yeah. a- anyway, the, the the point is, this is a team that like they didn't ultimately live up to the potential that you expected from them because they made it to the Stanley Cup final in twenty sixteen, but they've never been terrible. Right. Right. Who do you got at seven? Who, who do, did you also say Nashville at seven? No, I was. I'm. I'm still thinking a little bit. I'm gonna put the Avalanche at seven. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would leave right now. I'm just gonna pour this beer all over you. <laughs> It. Um, I might put the Dallas Stars at seven. I, I just and the problem is, is like, like, like I'm chuckling to myself at the idea of them being seven, but it's like I can't, I can't necessarily blame you. It's like look at the division. Yeah, right. it's just the division's pretty. Uh, other than it's not, the Arizona it's Coyotes, not, it's pretty good. It's not a loaded division in terms of teams that can win the Stanley Cup, but just it's like it's very balanced. Yeah, you got the Coyotes on the bottom. You got I, we can just say it right now. The, the Avalanche are on the top. Yeah, 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 and then two to six. Or two, two, to two seven. seven is very it's, even. I mean, it could be. Yeah. The stars could finish two. They could finish seven. They, they yeah. Could finish three. They could finish so six, it's four just or five. Like you know, um, any given Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna go with Chicago at seven. Yeah. I don't like putting Chicago at seven because I feel like Flurry is gonna be able to steal them enough games to keep them not at seven. Yeah, I do. I like both Flurry and Lincoln. And- I do like. Um, I honestly, I have the Predators at six. That's right. And I have Chicago at five. Okay. I have so. the Predators at six, and I have I'll, I have Dallas at five. Okay, so I have obviously Arizona's eight, seven is Nashville, six is going to be Chicago, and then five I think will be Minnesota. Hmm. Yeah, Minnesota did just get rid of the you know Parise no longer on the team. Parise, he's in the Islanders. Suter yeah. gone. Not that that's really big losses, by yeah. any means. Um, I mean, getting rid of the contracts had, is what they wanted to do. But those right. are two guys who still produce for them. Like, right. like Parise wasn't neither one of them was living up to their contract at this point in their career. Right. But Suter was still in the top four. Parise was still on their third line. Yeah. Like, right. There's still pieces that they they definitely liked. Just didn't like the money. So where did they fall for you? Are they your fives, Minnesota? Minnesota is my five. Where, you have not put Chicago in yet. Yeah, did. You did. You put them at seven. Six. 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 I so, put them at seven. You yeah. put them at seven. So I'm listening and not eight, comprehending. Seven yeah. is Nashville. Yeah. Six is Chicago. Five is Minnesota. Okay. Now we're four. Now these are teams that we think are going to be in the hunt. In, well, I mean, all these teams could be in the hunt late in yeah. March. Well, I mean, but we all have, we're all going to have Colorado at one. 
Right. So now yeah, we're so looking we're at four, three, and two. Four, I'm going to put Winnipeg. Four is where I have to slide Minnesota because I haven't put them somewhere yet. Yeah, I, think. I would say I'm going to put Minnesota at four. The reason I say Winnipeg at four is because it's another situation where I love the goaltender, love Connor Hellebuck, love the forward group. The yeah. forward group's amazing. It's very hard to dislike that forward group. Not a big fan of the defense. No. But you weren't last year, and they actually weren't that bad. They also weren't that good. That's, this is, they were very mediocre. This is fair. <laughs> this is fair. They were... They it's, were it's sub. For, they were subpar, but they were not the worst unit in the league, it's, which is what we predicted okay. at the beginning of the year. Okay, but then again, they, they had to go up against the likes of Arizona for that, and and, and Vancouver for that. Like, yeah, right. I don't know. Being like the twenty fifth ranked defense in the National Hockey League, I'm not. I'm not gonna were they twenty fifth? I don't know. You were just kind of. They're, okay. they're in that area though. You're they're in that right. area, but uh, yeah, like I mean, at the end of the day, like I'm just. It's hard for me to really, really respect the top defensive pairing of Josh Morrissey and Neil Pionk. I like them as players. They're not that's not a that's not a first pairing. Do you remember I don't know, two years ago you Pionk you, you, Yes <laughs> But we were Scandinavian defenseman. We were Pionk. We were talking about this Pionk. and you, you predicted Hellebuck to win the Vesna. And then he did. And he did. Um, and I think my argument was that I don't know how he could do it with such a bad defense. And in front I said of him. their defense is going to be the reason he wins with the Vesna because everyone's going to say, "Look at that really bad defense," and he still has that save percentage. And that's yeah. a, that's exactly what happened. So and that, and was, that was probably one of my finest moments. But in to, to kind of push myself down a little bit, let's also remember that the year prior to that, I predicted that Martin Jones would win the Vesna. That's sure tough. I predicted Travis Green to win the Coach of the Year award, and that did not happen. Um, all right, so we've got so you have the Winnipeg Jets at four. At four. I have the Wild at four. Scoos, who do you have at four? I, I Minnesota as well. You're gonna also slide yeah. in Minnesota. So that leaves two more teams: the St. Louis Blues yep. and the Dallas Stars. For and the me. Dallas Stars. So I'm for putting you. Dallas at two and St. Louis at three. So you're putting Dallas at two. So we've completely flipped the. You and I yes. are complete opposites on Dallas. I like I like what St. Louis has done this off season, getting uh, Pavel Buchnevich as well as Brandon Saad to help out their forward group. I'm still interested to see what they're going to do with Tarasenko. Seems like they haven't found a solution on that yet. Their defense is okay. Obviously, losing Vince Dunn is not great. That's going to hurt them a little bit. But their 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 biggest holes, I think, are defense and backup goal. If Bennington goes down, yeah, they're, they're screwed. What, what do you have? There? Yeah. yeah, you have is it Carter Hutton? No, they what have Billy Huso. Oh, Hutton's in Arizona. He's their yeah. starter. Yeah. yeah, you have what now? Who? Billy Huso. Billy Huso. Who's the heck is that? Yeah, he he was a draft pick I think in 2014 or 2015. Cool. Who's not very good. Great. I don't know why I assumed Carter Hutton was in St. Louis. Because he was good. in St. Louis before he came to before Buffalo. he came to Buffalo. That's, yeah, my so, brain's just fried. Yeah. Too much Heineken. <laughs> but in, in, in the case of Dallas, sponsor, they're going to be healthier. Yeah. yeah, shout out Heineken. Yeah, shout out. But you Dallas, know you're listening. Dallas is going to be healthier. So speaking of Heineken, looking at the green bottle, speak, okay, green, go to Dallas. Star, actually. Star, yeah. yeah, yeah. Star, star. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think, look, obviously it's hard to rely on the health of Ben Bishop, but I, I still love the tandem of him and Hudobin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and here's the thing, even if even if Ben Bishop goes down, I really like Jake Ottinger, too. They have three really good goalies. Um, I love their defense. Mir Haskinen, glad that they locked him up. Like John Klingberg a lot. Um, there's, there's a lot to like. Esa Lindell, too. 
and their forward group, Tyler Sagan, Jamie Ben, Joe Pavelski, Rope Hans, Dennis Gariano. Like there's a lot to like with them. They're very they're a very complete team. They are, which is why I think they're gonna be terrible. Um I don't actually mean that, but I I'm starting to, your your reasoning is starting to make me regret my putting that at seven, but that's okay. I'm just gonna stick to my guns and be wrong. Yeah. Scoos, what do you have? I'm gonna put what do I got left? I got Winnipeg and St. Louis. I'm gonna put Winnipeg at three, and I'm gonna put St. Louis at two. I am gonna flip that. I'm gonna put St. Louis at three and Winnipeg at two. Wow. That is where we so you were stand there. Really trusting Winnipeg, aren't you? I am really trusting Winnipeg. Me too. I I think it's part of this part of these rankings is just like I often over overanalyze things. And I think now I'm for this for the central division. I just kind of was like, I think you kind of underanalyzed it. I think I underanalyzed it. <laughs> I think that's okay. I was just like, ah, I know. <laughs> it's fine. I'll just be wrong. It's fine. I'm gonna nail the metropolitan division though. Uh, yeah, the metropolitan division is gonna be a tough one to pick. Yes. Uh, do we we possibly? Start we'll start okay. Let's hold on. Let's just I best. Of, is this the best division in hockey? It is the best yes. Division in hockey. It's not Pittsburgh, Washington, New Jersey, Philly, Columbus, New York Islanders, Carolina Hurricanes, and New York Rangers, or New York Hockey Team, as they are called. Yeah, New York <laughs> Hockey Team. Shut the hell up. All right. All right. Where do we want to start? Let's top start or... from the top. top. You want to start from the top? I, was, I think it's more exciting to start from the start, bottom. I want to start from the top. All right, Jay's going to start from the top. Who you got is one. I bet he picks Carolina. Philly. Yeah, uh, I was, was going to pick Carolina, too. Can I I was also going to pick Carolina. I love the Hurricanes. I hate the Hurricanes. I love the Hurricanes. So, like, losing Dougie Hamilton is not ideal. But they replaced him pretty well. They brought in Ethan Bear from, from Edmonton. Oh, I, and, I thought you were uh, talking about their great addition off, of... Off, off the... Okay, look. Off the ice stuff aside, Tony D'Angelo is still a really good defenseman. Yeah, he is. Defensively, he's not great. Offensive. Offensively, he's going to replace the production you got from De- from Dougie Hamilton. Yep. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He's going to help out the power play a lot. Um, I just love how this team is built. I love Rod, Rod Brindamore's coach. Yeah, he's great. And... Uh, they really overpaid for him, but I mean, I think yes, Barry Kakanyemi is going to help out a lot too for the third line. That was a really interesting situation. Are we going to get into that at all today? We or? can if you guys would want. Uh, yeah, to, if you that's have time. Th- those are things that have happened since we last recorded recording. that last. We we technically have the time. We've only been recording for a little over half an hour right yeah, now. Yeah. So. so, anyways, we're all in agreement that Carolina's one. Yeah, Carolina's one. Interested to see what you guys take as number two. I guess while Vinny's looking for that, <laughs> I'm going to take the Islanders at two. Okay. I'm Go I think I'm gonna take the penguins at two. Okay. Go Is that bold? not bold enough for you, Jay? It's not bold enough for me. Your, are you gonna go with the Columbus Blue Jackets at two? Go with the New York Rangers at two. Really? Go with the Rangers at two. I love what they did this offseason. Now not a huge fan of the, the contracts per se, because Barkley Goodrow. Yeah. Pretty overpaid. Uh, not totally a big fan of trading Pavel Buchanavis either, but Sammy Play's gonna be good for the bottom six. I really like their defense. Adam Fox. Ever heard of him? No. Just won the Norse. Yeah. The what? Andre Miller is going to continue to improve. Niels Lundqvist is going to be very, very good at the NHL level. Jacob Truba's solid. Jacob Truba's solid. He's not. He hasn't lived up to his contract or what he traded for, but he's still very solid. Great second pairing guy. Um, Ryan Lindgren. Solid. Ryan Lindgren. Not talked about enough. Solid. Very solid guy. It's very scrappy too. Um, like what they have in net with mm-hmm. Stuart and Gurgiev. 
And uh, I mean, what can you say about their offense? Artemi Panarin, Mikas Zibanejad, and and the biggest reason that I think they're going to improve, I think, with a full training camp, full preseason, one season under his belt, like I said, Lafreniere is going to score between forty to fifty points this year. And I think this is going to be the official breakout season of Capo Caco. He looked fantastic in preseason. He was great in preseason. Philip Heedle looked really good in preseason. Like, there, there's a lot that I really like about this team. Ryan Strom's very underrated. And the most important thing out of all of it, though, and I know that they didn't have a great first game against Washington. It's going to take some time. Gerard Gallant is their head coach. Yeah, he's a very, very good head coach. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest reason I have them, too. Scoots, who do you have it? Oh, you already said you had uh, I, I you had the, the Islanders. Islanders at two. You I, took the other team from New York yeah. at two, and I had Pittsburgh at two. Um, the reason I take the Islanders is they're they're probably them them and Carolina are probably the two most established teams, like the two that I see are like the most dominant teams yeah. in that metro. They're they're a team that's always going to the playoffs. I never doubt Barry Trotz. Barry Trotz is a fantastic yeah, you coach. You literally can't. I, that's, they, why, that's why I have him at three. And the only reason I don't have him higher is because they are more of a playoff team than they are a regular season team. Yeah. And to me, they're going to be less focused on that regular season success and more focused on just preparing for the playoffs. As it, they're as not a team that cares if they win the division. They, they, don't, care, they, they don't care where they place. As long as they're in the playoffs, it doesn't matter. It doesn't right. matter for one, two, Three wild card one or wild card two. Whoever we're gonna play, we're gonna beat you. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, I the one thing is that as a Rangers fans, I always hate playing the Islanders. Not because they're the rivals. That's one of the reasons. But that defensive way they play after they go up two nothing bugs the shit out of me. It remind it reminds me and my father of the like the early two thousands, late nineties Devils with the with the uh, with the trap with yeah. the trap. I mean that's this is how they do it. It's like their their defense is unbelievable. They did the best defensive pairing in hockey with Adam Pellick and Ryan Fuller. Yeah, they both yeah. extended. They've got two solid goalies in Semyon Varlamov and Ilya Sorokin. They've got other really good defensemen like Noah Dobson, who I think is a stud. And, and then like even like a forward group, Matt Barzell, uh, Andres Lee. You know, I think Oliver Wallstrom's going to be a beast. Like they're loaded in just about. They're so balanced. Yeah, their their top six contributes defensively, and their bottom six also contributes offensively. Yeah, they get that nice balance between all they can roll all four lines in any given situation, and it's no problem at all. We well, got a three, Vinny. I'm torn here because I I have to make a statement. You at this point, I need to choose between the Capitals, the Islanders, and the Rangers because I have Pittsburgh and yeah. Carolina. You're, if you're finishing fifth in the Metropolitan, you're not making no. the playoffs. You can. Oh, that's right, because the Atlantic. My, my, my predict, I'll say it right now, my prediction is five teams from the Metro making the playoffs. Me too. All right. Well, even with that said, there's still an opportunity for a team like the Flyers <laughs> to be halfway deep. Are you thinking they're going to finish last, the Flyers? No. 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 Okay, okay, okay. I, I, so I actually I have like another podcast friends back in Columbus. Wow, you're we, a traitor. We, we did this. I'm literally just going off of the predictions I made the other day. Right. So. Okay. I, but it's, it's, your, it's your prediction. You don't have to make it to I make me listen. happy. No, I'm not making you happy with anything. I. You never make we'll, me happy. We'll get to, I know I don't. How can I make anybody happy? Anyway, I, but again, I have to make a statement here between the Islanders, the Capitals, and the Rangers. Like At some point, I have to say one of these teams is going to be 
maybe like borderline not in the playoffs. And I don't know if that those teams are really in that position. But uh, I think I'm probably going to go with the Rangers at three. Is where I'm probably okay. sitting with that. Um, okay, I like that. Pick. Behind the Rangers at three, I think I'm going to go with the Islanders at four. Which, wow. Which, okay. which obviously fits in for myself. The Capitals at five, yeah. okay. which I feel is very low for the Washington Capitals, yeah. especially with Alexander Ovechkin. But and for me, four and five, I put the Penguins at four and I put the Capitals at five. So we both have the Capitals at five. Yes, but you and have five. My, you have five reason, teams. Backstrom is out. Correct. Long term. Yep. Yeah. And the most important thing. There's two reasons why. <laughs> Goaltending wise. Ilya Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek are very young. They were not very good last year. Correct. Uh, you need one of them to step up. I'm not sure which one's going to be. I haven't seen enough from either of them to think one of them's going to at this point in time. But the most important thing, they're really, really old. Yeah. It's an old freaking team, yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah, The team's a fossil. Yeah. All right. So my three through five is going to be... It's going to be... I'm going to go homer. I'm going to take the Rangers at three. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put Washington at four. I'm going to put Pittsburgh at five. Penguins are hard because I love Mike Sullivan as their coach. Me too. And I think like Chris Letang's great you know, on defense. But, but it's, it's hard to analyze like the rest of their defense. I think Marcus Pedersen's just okay. Um, John Marino was really good his rookie year, but last year he was just okay. Um, so the, Brian Dumoulin I, I really like. But then, then for a group, it's like, well, obviously you have Crosby and Malkin, but Crosby's out for the next little bit. Yeah. Malkin's going to be out until January. When was Malkin again? I, I, I he got remember. hurt. He got hurt? Yeah. I don't remember what injury was. Okay. <laughs> he got hurt. I was saying, and I know Jake Gensel's got COVID at the moment. <laughs> so it's like, I'm looking at this team, I'm like, oh my God, I love this forward group, but damn, like half of it's out. Yeah. That's you know? A, that's fair. Yeah. I, that's why I have Pittsburgh. At, at five, five, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's tough. And plus, they're another team that's kind of longer in the tooth, too. And, and yeah, and then in that, it's like Casey DeSmith is solid. And Tristan Jerry, I don't know what to expect from him. Right. This, this guy was terrible. Washington, I feel like Washington and Pittsburgh are like in the same boat. You they're literally either. the same freaking team. They really are. You could go either way with either team. There's a reason that that's a, a, a rivalry in, in in some sense, because you have it's a Crosby, it's the Crosby Ovechkin story. I mean, that's obvious. It's two of the they best players the, in the NHL. Each other in the playoffs, like every every year. year. Yeah, you know, but they are very, very similar very teams. Similar teams. And, and it's it's that way for a reason because they're successful. Yeah, they're successful teams. They're the same because they're successful. They they built. They're really, really freaking good. They're built very well. They're that built, leaves. They're built different. So we're we're They're down to, we're down we're down to three, three teams: teams the New Jersey six. Devils, the Philadelphia Flyers, and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Six and putting Philly. I love the forward group. There's not enough you can say about the forward group. I mean, I mean you got Shark Couturier, you got Claude Giroux, Travis Konechny, Joel Faraby. Uh, th- th- it's a very very good forward group. Although right. they are going to be missing Kevin Hayes for for some significant time. Um, the reason I do not like the Flyers. First of all, I think AV hockey. Is uh, very short term. I know that from I personal think, experience. Yeah, I think they're getting to that point. And then there are two reasons. Okay. Wait, hold on. Explain. Away video hockey. Oh, okay. I, AV. I thought you were talking about like a a, a statist, like a no, like a no. statistic group that like no. they lead in. And I was like, I don't know what that is. I don't know. AV. Elaine so Vigneault hockey. hockey. All right. And then the, here's the other two reasons. 
defense and in net, you have question mark after question mark. Yeah. I'm looking at net and I'm like, okay, look, I like Carter Hart as a goalie. Right. I think he's going to be good. Yeah. But last year he was terrible. Right. Okay, you need him to bounce back. What happens if he doesn't? You get to turn to Martin Jones. It's their backup. Really? Yeah. Ew. So that was yeah. loud. Okay. Sorry. So, so, so there you go. So there, there, that's what you got in that. So uh, it is critical that Carter Hart is good this year. Okay. This and then true. I'm looking on their defense and I'm like question mark after question. There's one guy. There's two guys on their defense who aren't question marks. One of them is Ryan Ellis, who they just got. Yeah. And the other one is on their third pair in Justin Braun. You know what you can expect from him. He's not great, but you know what you can expect from him. Other guys, Ivan Provorov was terrible last year. Travis Sanheim was terrible last year. Keith Yandel, I like him a lot, but there's a reason he was bought out. And Ristolainen. Yes, that's the biggest one that's, yeah, out of all of them. A very big question. It'll be really interesting to see what he does in, in, uh, in the Elaine Vigneault scheme because yeah. he's just not good. He's not. He, but, but people look at him and they're like, ooh, 6'5", big yeah. body, and right they, hand and like, shot, yeah. young, he's only 26, yes. and first he, round pick. And he's got, a, shot. he's got a great shot, and he lays the body, and he's physical, and if he makes the playoffs, he's one of the defensemen you probably want on your team in the playoffs because he brings the playoff energy. At least that's what that, 55-year-old men say in the bar. what you want. When at the you... end of the game, Bristol-Line is a minus five when you lose six to one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, he's a key part of this team. Guy. He can't, like, you can't yeah. play without him. It's like, dude, yeah. he has the worst plus minus in the NHL for three straight years. He's not good the, defensively the, in hockey. The analytics of him are hilarious. They traded the 14th overall pick in Robert Hag. Robert Hag's also not good, but Robert Hag, his analytics were identical to Rasmus Bristol-Line's. <laughs> Which is probably a reason that trade happened. Yes. But getting the pick there is... Getting the pick there nice. is amazing. Speaking of... I, I'm Very quick, just jump away. Do you remember, in the intro to this podcast, I, we're talking about Sabre's inability to draft. Yes. Right? And we're talking about Ryan Johnson, the defenseman out of Minnesota. Yes, and you're like, who is he? Who the hell is that guy? You don't even hear about him anymore. He's terrible. <laughs> He's terrible. He is... Very good at hockey. Yeah. <laughs> Would you watch him against Mercyhurst? Yeah. He dominated that. Now, obviously, it's Mercyhurst, so he should probably dominate that game. But, like, it's still college it hockey. A, it was a very, very reactive take from you. Yeah. It was probably one of my favorite ones of it, all time. Well, there's a reason that I use it as the intro, because it's it's attention-grabbing, it's loud, it's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, it's very it's, ridiculous. You know, that's, but I... I I I'll fill out the they do that a lot in Buffalo. You've seen that, but like the those apology forms, oh God, yeah. like they I apologize to Dawson Knox and I apologize to what whoever. But yeah, I I apologize to Ryan Johnson, big fan of the podcast, um, friend Huge. of the friend of the show, as they say. Yep. Um, shout out Ryan Johnson, Huge friend of the show. Huge friend of the show. Huge. Yeah, we'll have him on next week. We'll just I'll shoot him a text real quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's very good at hockey, but on the fourth that getting that pick from Philly in that deal is. Um, just made it just made it worth it. Getting Ristolainen and just having some change. Now what needs to happen is Gergensen needs to have to say see ya and and just get him out of here too. I can't believe we still have him. <laughs> I don't, let me tell you, man. I get it, but at the same time, I don't think Zemgus Gergensen is nearly on the top of the list of priorities. No, for the I know, Sabres. but it's just you want to see some fresh. Like I mean, there's a lot of fresh faces. It's just I want to see fresh, is exciting he the faces. Saber? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. And, and the then I think I, the next I, longest he, tenure saver is Oposo. You need yeah, to, you need sense. to be a little more fair to him and remember that he was an all star. 
Yes, he it, he was indeed an NHL All Star. I saw him in the All Star game in Columbus. Wow, live! You are so cool. Yeah. All right, so you put the Philadelphia Flyers at six. Mm-hmm. We haven't even talked about your six or my six or seven or eight. So, Scoots, who finishes sixth for you? I'm gonna go out on a limb. Oh my god! No chance you're gonna say the New no Jersey chance. Devils right now. Yes, I am. I'm gonna wow. say. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go <laughs> wow. with the New Jersey Devils. <laughs> I have not. I've made some bold choices already today. Saying Dallas is going to be not good and saying Pittsburgh is really good. Be seven. <laughs> and you're just like, oh my god, you're going to put Devils at six? <laughs> uh, yeah. But I'm not putting the Devils at six. That's just not happening. Yeah. Uh, they have I'm putting Philly trust. at six. I'm also putting Philly at I'm, six. I'm gonna. I. I. I'm gonna be bold. Don't change your decision. Oh, I'm not no. going. He's putting Philly last. No, I'm not going. Oh, oh, I was gonna say Columbus last. Well, and obviously, that's be, just how the math fi- works out. It's going to be Philly, 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 Philly Sound and Columbus last. Yeah, that's, I have Devils seven, Blue Jackets last. Uh, I have Blue Jackets seven, Devils last. We're making the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you are, Jay. All right, one more division left to go in our we have the NHL Atlanta, standings division. I only have three teams making the playoffs from this division. That's Me probably, too. if I could only have one team make the playoffs from this division, I would. Uh, and, maybe two. Now, granted, uh, the, the the one team that I'm sorry, this three. Division. There'll be three teams that'll be. I'm. Three teams are making the playoffs from the Atlantic Division. There's no question about it. <laughs> Jay, who are those three teams? Okay. Um. Uh. For the purposes of looking at you know who's going to win the division, it, it would be tough not to pick Tampa, but I'm not going to. What are you going to pick? And the other reason I'm going to say that I'm not going to is solely because. Not the Stanley Cup hangover thing. This is a team that just went back to back, and it's not even like regular. It's not even like the normal situations of going back to. Jay, can I make a prediction right now? Two playoffs in like a span of what, like ten months? Yeah, it's crazy. So I am going to pick the Boston Bruins to win this division. Uh, interesting. What's your, what's your prediction? I I have to go Tampa Bay. I need to do so, I need to do something reasonable today, and I'm going to say Tampa Bay is going to win the Atlantic. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take Tampa. It's kind of I mean, hard. I, I mean, it's kind of hard not to. I want to I mean, be. I, I want to be right about something. Yeah. Can't wait to be wrong. I, I mean, I'm gonna put Boston at two. I mean, I'm gonna put Tampa too. Don't you dare! Don't you dare do it. I'm gonna put the Florida Panthers at two. Wow. <laughs> Here's why I'm not putting Boston at two. That's ballsy. That's not even why I'm. Cons- I'm not even concerned about it being Boston. That you're not. Are there. you concerned that I didn't put Montreal at two? No. no. He's talking about Toronto. 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 Oh, Toronto. Toronto. Well, yeah, Toronto. I guess. That's no. a good the, the definition of a good regular season team. But go That's ahead. Pl- explain yourself. Well, Toronto... Explain yourself. Explain do, yourself. Do you want me to spoil the rest of my rankings? Toronto's at three. So okay. Boston is not even in the top three for me. Wow. And the reason why? Wow. It's because Linus Allmark is their starting goalie. For a while, yeah. Yeah. Because Tuka is going to come He's going to come back. He's going to sign like halfway through the season. Right. But it... What's wrong with Linus Allmark? He yeah. gets hurt all the time. Okay, I think Jeremy, Jeremy Swayman is going to be playing stud. most of their games, and I, I, he's a stud. He's so good. Uh, I, you know me. I've been a Sway guy since I, yes, I saw him. Yes, you've been a Sway man, man for a very long time. Damn. <laughs> 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 uh, but I, I think Allmark's injuries are going to hurt the Boston Bruins for them to finish fourth. Who do they? Who's? Uh, and I really like the Panthers. You know why? Because Craig Reve told me to really like the Panthers, so I'm going to do it. Okay, so 
one. Mackenzie Weger is going to be an all-star this year. Mackenzie Weger is awesome. He is. Uh, so, obviously, I have Tampa, too. Number three, I'm going to put Toronto. I have the Florida Panthers and the Montreal Canadiens missing the playoffs. I have Florida four, Montreal five. Scoos, your thoughts. Your ranking. I mean, give us your rankings. Don't just, like, respond to what you're going to say. Do your three, three through five. I'm still thinking a little bit. Okay, so I've got... Again, so the we'll, winner of this division will be the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> <laughs> Already said it was going to win the division, but yeah. So okay. I've got Tampa, Florida, Toronto, Boston. At five, I have Montreal. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to put Panthers at three mm. and put Toronto at four and Montreal at five. Wow. Wow. So we're kind of all in. Yes. Yeah. It seems yeah. like we've we're kind all of, looking at this like it was kind of a plastic kind of kind of thing. Settled, like, yeah, you know, settled like, in there. However, Montreal is, is going to start the season 0 and 2. They're going to lose tonight to the eighth place team, Buffalo Sabres. Yes. Well, yeah. 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 So it's a Buffalo. Uh, that is my prediction. I predict a four to two Buffalo Sabres win tonight. Wow. They're actually going to lose three to one. Is what's actually going to happen. Yeah, but I'm probably. predicting a four to two victory. I was like, can I have that? Lone Wolf going to come with eight minutes can left I, by Casey Middlestad. Yes. <laughs> Jay, you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> um, no, we're going to get a power play and Olsen will score. Yeah. About, about 12 minutes. The empty calorie about, player. About 12 minutes into the second period. Okay? We're going to revisit this tomorrow. If I'm right about any of those three predictions, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go buy like a gallon of ice cream and eat it all just to reward myself because I'd be very proud of that. Yes. The Sabres have a tendency to lose on opening night. I feel like they've lost on opening night the past few yeah, years. Yes, they, they and have. And then lose they, many they of the other they, nights. They do have a tendency. To they lose. do have a very, very have frequent <laughs> tendency of uh, of losing. Of losing on, on opening night. On you, you, night. You are you are a very astute person for, for noticing that. <laughs> All right, so I have the Canes at five. I'm gonna put the Senators at six. Detroit at too. seven, and then yeah. the Sabers. I feel here. like that's kind of easy to predict. If yeah. it's anything different than that, I will be shocked. Yeah, same here. Yeah, perhaps more so than any other ranking here in this thing. I would be shocked if the Sabres did any better than last in the Atlantic, if Detroit did any better than second last in the Atlantic, and if Ottawa did any better than because third Ottawa's last. Because Ottawa's a pain in the ass to play against. Yeah, like, they're not great, but like they're, they're still a pain in the ass to play yeah. against. Yeah, I agree. Do we want to make predictions, like you know, early season predictions of who's going to win the cup? Who's going to win? Who's going to win the, the Stanley, Stanley Cup? Stanley Cup. Are, now are we going with, with who we think is going to win the Stanley, or who, who we think you should bet on winning the Stanley Cup in terms of how much money you can. We could do both. We could do both. Okay. That way you have at, two technical predictions, at, and therefore you have a little bit better chance of being correct. At Look up plus, the odds. At plus 2,600. I really like the Carolina Hurricanes. That's a very good prediction. Is that, bo- is that both predictions? No. Or is that, okay. That's, your... that, that's, that's the betting prediction. I'm going to go with that, too. I now, say. in terms of who I think could actually win the Stanley Cup, um, there, there's several teams, but if I'm going to lock in on one... I'm going to pray to God that the Colorado Avalanche finally get it done. That would be fun to watch. Yes. But I still have concerns because I just haven't seen enough from them in the playoffs. Because uh, Nathan McKinnon's a beast in the playoffs. You know who else is a beast in the playoffs? Nazem Kadri. But do you want to know who's usually not playing in the playoffs? Nazem Kadri? Nazem Kadri. You want to know why? Because he's usually doing something stupid. So I mean I don't know. Now I like I like what they have in that. If they if, if Darcy Kemper stays healthy, I like what I see from him in that. Um, I love their defense when Jack Johnson's not playing, even though he scored a goalie in the night. Uh, 
Kevin Hart. It's, 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 they're such a loaded team. It's like they have to do it. They have to. Yeah. If they don't do it this year, there's there should be some questions around this team. Yeah. Legitimately. It's not being talked about enough. I think – so we're, I'm on oddshark.com, friend of the podcast. Shout out oddshark. That's complete sarcasm. Don't support – I don't know who they are at all. Um, Colorado Avalanche are currently the favorite to win the Cup at 450, plus 450. Okay. The Tampa Bay Lightning are second at plus 550. Uh, the Golden Knights are my pick to win the cup, not betting wise, but just straight up straight at up. plus. They're at plus seven hundred for anybody who's wondering. Yeah. My pick to bet to win the Stanley Cup, not quite as lucrative as Jay's pick, not quite as lucrative. I think I'm probably going to go with the complete contradiction from earlier, plus twenty two hundred, the Dallas Stars. <laughs> I'm, I'm completely kidding. I'm completely kidding. No, I'm going with the Pittsburgh Penguins at 25 plus 2,500. That's really? my pick. Yeah. So you said not as lucrative. It's like a, there's like a plus 100 difference. Yeah, it's not, it's not as lucrative, man. There's a plus yeah, I thought difference. you were going to pick one that was like plus 1,400 or no, something like that. No, like, I, I'm going with the plus 2,500 Pittsburgh Penguins as my pick. I could go um, with the plus 4,500 Seattle Kraken. What are the, what are the Islanders? Yeah. What are their odds? Um, the New York Islanders are actually the seventh best odds to win the cup at plus 1,900. That's not bad either. They're behind the Avalanche, the Lightning, the Knights, the Leafs, the Bruins, and the Canes. Also, on this, on this website, the Canes are plus 1,500. Okay, so I, what I saw yesterday was plus 1,600. So it depends on your site then. Yeah, so I guess. That's, that's a significant That's a difference. huge difference. It's 1,100. Yeah. That, that's lucrative. Yeah, it's <laughs> very lucrative. Yeah, now I don't feel now I don't feel as bad for going back up top and choosing the Florida Panthers at plus 200, two hundred, two thousand. Plus two hundred. <laughs> plus two hundred. You're a rock if you choose that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so for my betting, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Jay. I am gonna go with Carolina as you know. Are you up. going with Carolina at plus twenty six hundred or plus fifteen hundred? I take it twenty six hundred. That was a dumb question. I know the answer. Yeah, I will take the one that earns me more money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then straight up, I'm in the same I'm in the same boat as Jay. I got I got it to Colorado. I mean, that team is so good. I mean, They're fun to watch. I sort of I want them to win the cup, but I don't yeah. want to predict them to win the cup in fear of my prediction makes them lose. Right. I don't I don't think Vincent Cristiano from Buffalo's prediction is going to be what causes the Colorado Avalanche to not get. What do you mean, man? Yeah. Do you want to talk about the Carolina Montreal? The hilarious, hilarious situation with yeah. the offer sheet and just Barry Kakaniemi. I know it's not his name. Yes, Barry Kakaniemi. 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 Yeah. We can talk about it. Yeah. Do you want to, or do you want to talk about Ovechkin becoming the fifth all-time in scoring, or Columbus Blue Jackets to honor the life of Matisse Kivlenix, put eighty behind the net and eighty in the rafters for the season. Or Columbus making significant changes this offseason, extending Elvis, trading Seth, and extending Wierenski. Or Rangers to honor Rod Gilbert all season, wearing seven patches on the jerseys, giving out seven shirts to the home opener. Sabres, oh brother, or playoff predictions. Ready to playoff predictions. I kind of want to talk about Kotkaniemi because nothing there really excites me. The next thing I want to talk about is probably Ovi and then Matisse Kivlenix, and I don't really care about Columbus's changes or the Rangers or the 
I don't care to talk about the Sabres yet until <laughs> they're 0-8 next week and we go, okay, yeah, Sabres are bad. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even have eight games until next week. Uh, they're going to be 0-8 somehow. They'll lose twice. Be like, wow, they lost 8 to nothing. They probably should give them four, two losses. For that. <laughs> Just say they lost 4 nothing twice. <laughs> oh, God, man. Okay, so what are we going to start with first? Let's start I with think, I, well, no. Yeah, let's start with yesterday Kakeniemi. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no, yes. All right, so... Yasseri Kakanyemi, restricted free agent. Mm-hmm. Okay? So a couple years ago, when Sebastian Ajo was a restricted free agent, the Montreal Canadiens went out and off, signed him to an offer sheet uh, because they were betting that uh, owner Tom Dundon was not going to pay for the money. It, and, and now the contract wasn't unreasonable in terms of average annual value, cap hit, anything like that. It was that most of the contract was given up front in signing bonuses. You get that money up front. Right. So the it was a question whether or not is he going to actually show that he's willing to spend the money. And he did. But he was pissed about it. He was very pissed that that, that happened. So this offseason, Jesper Kakanyemi is a restricted free agent. And the Hurricanes decided to get him back. And uh, they signed him to a one-year offer sheet worth $6.2 million, I believe. In average annual value, it was quite a big contract. It was a big, it was a big deal for him, so, especially. And and now Montreal was, they considered it. They waited the full length, and then they decided not to match it. So for compensation, they got a first and a third round pick out of it due to the large amount of salary that was given to Kakanyemi. Here's where I have issues with it. One, I have an issue with it for Carolina because. Paying him $6.2 million means two things. One, you had to give up more. You had to give up a first and a third. That's not great for a guy like Jesper Kakanyemi who really hasn't, outside of a couple solid playoff runs, right. has not really been that impressive. Two, because he's going to be a restricted free agent again next year, if you want to keep him around, you're going to have to send him a qualifying offer, which means you're going to be, again, paying him $6.2 million next year. Which is not ideal. Not ideal, right. So, okay, you gave up a first and a third and $6.2 million to get a third liner. Why I like it for Carolina, they stuck to their guns on it, and then they used the assets that they got from Carolina to go out and get Christian Dvorak, who I think is better anyway. So, as hilarious as it is, as much as Carolina wants to think it's funny, uh, the real winner in all of it was absolutely. absolutely there, there's two. There's two winners. One Montreal, Montreal Canadiens and, and also and yes, yes, Kakinami. Kakinami. Yeah. Because now Kakinami is playing for a team that is, has good chances to win the Stanley Cup. Not oh my god, I can't believe the Montreal Canadiens are in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, he's playing for a better team. He's making a lot of money that he probably shouldn't be making. And yeah, it was hilarious to watch that all go down on Twitter though. It was hilarious. Yes. But legitimately speaking, it made no sense for yes. Carolina to do it. Yeah, the hockey community was very confused. Like, they understood why it was happening. Not really, but, like, kind of. It's a reve- it was a revenge it was, thing. It was, it was, it was pettiness. Pay, pay, yes. It was petty payback, but, you know, it's not going to be worth it. No. In the long run. Um, unless, unless they win the Cup this year, it's not right. going to be worth it. Then, yeah. All right. Uh, Jay, if you might as well just keep on talking. Tell me about what Columbus is doing to honor the life of Matisse Kivalenix. So, for anybody who's been living under a rock, Matisse Kivalenix unfortunately died this past offseason, July 4th. Um, it was very tragic, and he was he was going to be a big part of the team this year because, obviously, with 
Elvis Merzlikens, they signed him to an extension. They have Jonas Corpusalo, who's got one year left on his contract. The plan was essentially going to be to trade Corpusalo, and Matisse was going to be the backup. Obviously, changes the, those plans have changed. Um, so he died a hero, and to honor him, they put the number 80 in a banner. They're going to raise that tonight, put it in the rafters, and then they put the number 80 behind the net. Um, I got to see him twice in Buffalo. Yeah. Which was pretty cool. That is pretty neat. Because he only played eight, eight games in the NHL. And right. I got to see two of them. Yeah. Was one of them that preseason game? Nope. No, you're both regular season, 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 season games. Okay. Because I remember I went to that preseason game with you guys, the Columbus. Yeah. yeah. Merzlikens was in that. Okay. In that I, I didn't remember who it was. Mer- that was like two years Elvis, ago. Elvis and him, both from Latvia, were very, very close right. with each other. They were together when it happened. So, unfortunately, Elvis literally saw all of it go down. Yeah. Which is. Horrible yeah, for him. Wild. And yeah. he said this off season that he's going to win a Vezina for him. It's not the official quote. There's other language he put in there, but yeah. we're trying to keep this somewhat PG. Yeah, it's fair. Um, all right. Uh, now, in speaking of unfortunate uh, deaths in the hockey world, uh, Rod Gilbert being honored by the New York Rangers. Um, they got Gilbert. number what? Rod Gilbert is actually how you pronounce it. Nah. It's definitely Gilbert. <laughs> With a hard team. Yeah. Shouldn't speak. Ro- shouldn't be making fun of a, a, a dead guy. So. Yeah. Tell me about Roger Bear. Roger Bear is considered the greatest New York Ranger of all time. Like statistically, he has he has most of the Rangers like like all time records, and his nickname was Mister Ranger. So the Rangers all year they are going to wear like number seven patches that has like his signature on it. To honor him, um, they moved his banner into like a like a like a uh, isolated location to honor him. And then tonight with the home opener against Dallas, they're giving out um, T-shirts that say Roger Bear on it with a seven to uh, to honor the home opener. Interesting. Uh, this we're going to be honoring the memory of the Buffalo Sabers tonight with a loss to the Montreal Canadiens. Like I said, it's going to be three to one. They might win four to two though, and. Uh, Victor Olsson's going to score the goal about, about 12 minutes into the second period. If he doesn't score 12 minutes into the second period, Middlestat will score approximately 8 minutes into the third period. Oh, very specific. Yes. That is, uh, that is like 100% how that's going Casey Middlestat will score with 8 minutes left in the game. He'll get a little bit of hope, and then they'll give up an empty netter with like a minute 30 left. Um, speaking of which, did you? So you guys watch the like the intermission and stuff coverage from TNT yes, and ESPN? Yeah, it was Barry Mel- yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. Barry Melrose doesn't really look like he's doing that great, to be honest with you. No, like, he does not. No. Yeah, he no, looks like he's uh, having a little bit of a rough time. Yeah, I mean Mark Messier and uh, Chelios were fantastic, though. Yeah, that was good. And again, yeah, with uh, Charles Barkley and Wayne, Wayne Gretzky, that, that was, was hilarious. That was fantastic. I was listening to Marty Baron today on the New Instigators. Who's um, the New Instigators? It's Marty Baron and Brian Duff. Andrew ah. Peters and Craig Gravey are no longer the instigators on MSG and WGR 550. The thought is that they're going to go start their own podcast um, where they can kind of speak a little bit more freely about other NHL situations um, and not be forced to kind of talk about the things that that the network wants them to talk about. Oh, so the depressing things of this Buffalo Sabres, I got you. Yeah. All right. Well, Thank hopefully you guys we didn't... tuning in to the ASMR podcast with Jay Ashdown and John Scusa, as well as Vincent Cristiano 
as we leave the podcast today. Thank you very much for uh, listening in. We had a lot of great talks today, and we will have great talks next week as well. Do you want to just do your thing, Jay? We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time, guys. Love you very much. From your father, Jay. (laughs) Good night, Jim Kite. Thank you.